Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. And I'm Chad. And that's Winter in the background going after the cat. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get started in this week's episode, we got some business to take care of. Yeah. Um, My Etsy store is up. You can find it at Sweet Magic by Amy, or I will put the link in the description of this show. And if you use promo code Paranormalcy at checkout, you'll get free shipping in the United States. And Chad? For any of our gamers out there, if you want to join a non-toxic gaming community, uh, please feel free to contact me or join RLO, um, or Raven's Last Oath. Uh, We'll have the link in the description uh it is an organization created by some friends of mine in honor of eli uh who we just our main goal is to spread positivity and a non-toxic place for people to gather and play games together main goal is to be able to create or uh organize events and tournaments and different games with uh proceeds going to cancer research and mental health Awesome sauce. I joined. Hell yeah. And yeah, you can join them on Discord. Yep. Or if you have questions, you can reach out to Chad on Facebook or Instagram or Discord or whatever. Um, The Green Mushroom Project is coming into its third year. And if you're into magic, uh, particularly like healing and friendship, uh, social stuff, environmentalism, that's definitely a place for you to check out. Totally. And speaking of the Green Mushroom, here's a promo from one of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network shows. Hey there, Luxa here, host of Lux Cult, a podcast where we gleefully taunt the mundane, butcher the Latin and most other languages, and also discuss a variety of occult topics. Exploring the intersection of science, magic, art, and philosophy through the lens of chaos, it's occultism for everyone. Lexicult features interviews with badass authors, artists, and magicians of all walks and experience levels, as well as audiomantic nonsense, cut-up poetry, bibliomancy breaks, and so much more. Don't miss the special two-part episode where Dave and I talk about his path of druidry and go into some of the botany of the plants represented by the Oum alphabet. Also, hear Dave read a guided meditation for the Green Mushroom Project, which is a large-scale group working focused on building connection and regaining ground that you can be a part of. 
You can hear Lux at Call on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So tune in and join us for the ride. I love Luxa. She is she is a great person. She yep. is. And it's always I fun to sit and chat more. with her. Yeah, absolutely. I'm supposed to sit down with her here soon about an audio grimoire. Grimoire. That we've been slowly producing. Very snazzy. That's going to be on the Luxa Cult podcast. Awesome possum, Cherry Blossom. There's already a couple uh, episodes of the audio grimoire up. And we've released our zine. You have. We have. <laughs> so digital copies are available. Cool beans. Printed copies are coming soon. Awesome possum. Cherry Blossom. Again. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> no. But it is awesome. Doesn't really work with any other animal, does it? Of course, awesome. horse. No. Awesome. Oh, possum. No, I can't. <laughs> can't do it. There's really no other words no. either. You can't. Of course, horse. Or. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> or. Koala. Well, I hope you guys make it to the episode. <laughs> Speaking of, on our Patreon, we will be posting about an hour, about 45 minutes of a little pre-show we did before this, and I think that's going to be one of our Patreons, is we'll try to record a little bit of a pre-show before each episode and pop that up on our Patreon so you can listen to us babble about nothing. And it's on the pre-shows where we get really wacky and out there. <laughs> We jumped around a lot. Yeah. We did that in our episode, so True. they so, I mean, should be able to get to it. just like an episode, but with actually no main theme. Yeah. You like the chaos we bring. It's like triple chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on to this show. We are going to be talking about UFOs over Lake Michigan. I like the other name for them. Unexplained aerial phenomena. You only like it because we go do 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 do. Yep. And unidentified flying objects have kind of become synonymous with aliens, whereas unidentified aerial phenomena hasn't yet. But I like UFO and ufonauts and ufologists. Well, you could call them UAPs. Yeah, but a, it doesn't have the same. U apologist. U apologist. Sounds like you're. Sounds like you're. Sounds like a weird ass cult. I was like, I'm like part like, of the UAP group. <laughs> it's like you give really bad apologies. They're U apologists. <laughs> the MUAP network. MUAP. 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 It's like a weird cow doop group. Yeah. <laughs> Moo up, moo. So, what do we know about these UFOs over Lake Michigan? What do I know about them? On March 8th, 1994, over 300 people sighted up to five or six different unidentified objects that radiated the colors red, blue, green, and white. These were also seen on radar by, I forget his name, but from, uh, he was a meteorologist. 
Yeah, they, they were seen on the National Weather Service's yes. satellite radar. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, this sounds familiar, there is a episode of the new Unsolved Mysteries that goes into this topic. And that's actually why we decided to talk about it, because it's a really interesting phenomenon do, 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 do. that happened by the sheer number of witnesses. I mean, we're looking at over 300 people witnessed this event. Yeah, all over, over the state or yeah. all on the coast of Lake Michigan. And we're not talking on the side with Chicago. Yeah. We're talking the other side, which is uh what town is that? Uh Manoak or something like that? There are multiple towns. Yeah, I think it was seen at over over 40 counties. I want to say reported sightings. Jack Bushon was the meteorologist. Yeah. Bushon B-U-S-H-O-N-G. But the thing was, is the way that they moved, they they played leapfrog for a little while, would be the best way to describe it. Like, Well, they'd like, there'd be like five lights, and then they'd go into one, and then they'd go back out to four, and then one would disappear, and then they'd all go back in, and then it would be six of them. And like, mm, they just... Yeah, like one would jump ahead, and then the other ones would like just rotate through. Yeah, and then they always, according to Bushong, uh, they were always in a triangle pattern. Yeah, all, through all their movement, one would move, and then they would just constantly move into like a, like a, oh, what is that triangle called? Isosceles. Or like all all the yeah, an equilateral all, equilateral triangle. Like mm-hmm. they're all the they're always the same distance apart from each other when they'd move. Yeah. Well, and then, like, they moved along the coast for a little while, and then they shot out into the middle of the lake. But where they shot out into the middle of the lake was a part of a lake that was not frozen. Yeah. And it was the only part of the lake that wasn't frozen. Something I found very interesting in my research is that there is a Stonehenge in Lake Michigan. I wonder how far from the Stonehenge they were. I don't know. It was discovered in 2007. I can look at a map. It was by Mantawak. Uh, Mant- Mantawak Bay is, I th- want to say, where it is. But, I mean, at first I was thinking, well, <clears throat> when they started talking about the ice on Lake Michigan, I thought, well, could this be, like, reflections of stars or something like that reflecting off the ice and... You know, reflecting the off of ice crystals up in the sky or something like that. Because it was like 25 degrees that night. Yeah. And there was no wind. It was cloudless. But then the fact that it was spotted on radar. Radar is not going to usually pick that that stuff up. Bouchon did his work while tracking them to make sure they weren't weather anomalies. Yeah. That's what he normally sees on radar. But these were solid structures he was seeing that were giving back a really strong uh, and, reading. And they were anywhere from 7,000 to 15,000 feet. Yeah. And they fluctuated. Like they'd go up and down. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. It was at Traverse Bay. Grand Traverse Bay. Um, one of the stones is carved in what appears to be a mastodon. Mastodon! <laughs> Pterodactyl! Rest in peace. T-Rex! Um... Dragon Zord. Saber Tooth Tiger. <laughs> Pterodactyl. <laughs> oh, but 
Okay, let's see where Grand Traverse Bay is. That's what we were doing. And so when they were on top of or out above Lake Michigan, they stayed stationary for over two hours. Yeah. And while he, they were doing that, he would notice multiple smaller signals coming in from all over the area that would converge on those three spots. Yeah. And then disappear and then come back and then disappear and then come back. Yeah, Grand Traverse Bay is up in northern Michigan, like where the pinky is of the mitten. Mm, Okay. Well, and then like there was one family that I think the kids saw it first. Yeah, the kids were sleeping in the living room Mm -hmm. and the bright light like filled the living room and the son woke up screaming for his parents to come out and look at it. So they came out and looked at it and then called 911. They sent a police officer out. And they all stood outside and watched, watched them. It. Yeah, yeah. And then the police officer started chasing them. He went out when they when they went away. He got out in his car and started it was following the him. Muskogan Muskegon uh, County Sheriff's Office nine one one dispatch that contacted Bouchong at the National Weather Service mm-hmm. to see if he could see something on radar because not only was he getting <laughs> dozens and dozens of calls about it, even his officers were seeing it he's yeah. like oh i'm looking and i'm a like then <laughs> <laughs> later on he lost the beeps the sweeps and the creeps <laughs> <laughs> but he got the pink sheets <laughs> amy doesn't remember space balls <laughs> i haven't i haven't uh, seen yeah. space balls space space balls and as many years no i was thinking because he lost his job the pink paint and his no. pink slip well, I thought yeah. he retired as a well, meteorologist. Uh, he, he was forced to leave he, his job oh. in Michigan, in his hometown. His supervisor told him that it was best that he get out of Michigan. But also, he I mean, this family saw it. There was the woman who was on the phone who just stood there and watched it. Yeah. There were so many different stories. And everyone was pretty much the same until it got over the lake. Because then there was the story of the campers... Who then saw water... Like a reverse up. waterfall going up towards the UFO. Yeah, which made me wonder, why are they collecting water? Could it be like a hydrogen-powered machine? Are they examining the water? Or do we have it all wrong and was like water spirits reaching up and trying to grab the UFO? I mean... To pull it under because Lake Michigan is also considered the northern Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Ships and planes and all kinds of stuff go missing in its waters. Yeah. Well, we covered a UFO sighting on Lake Michigan in a couple episodes back. Yeah. Um, where the airplane went over. They watched the airplane go over on radar. Then this thing came out of nowhere and intercepted the plane. The plane disappeared. But this thing was still on the radar. And then it shot off towards Canada. No. And they never found the plane or the wreckage or anything like that. So, I'm saying there's dozens of airplanes that go missing over Lake Michigan. Um, dozens of ship. Yeah, I said there's a really good uh, expedition unknown with um, your twin. Yeah. Um, why am I forgetting his name? I know as soon as I look it up, I'm gonna be. Oh yeah, Josh Gates. Yes, Josh Gates. Um, where he's looking into a uh, like a charter plane or like a commercial plane that. Went missing, and then they found luggage and stuff from the plane, but they never found 
bodies and stuff. The plane itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it in like the sense that like the Great Lakes are the largest fresh bodies of water in the world, and Lake Michigan being one of the bigger ones. I think Superior is the biggest, but if you've never been to the Great Lakes, it's massive. It's like being at the ocean. You can't see the other side. There's big ships out on it. It's blue as can be. Depending on where you're at, it's blue. (laughs) Chicago is nice and blue, and then you get to certain parts of Chicago, and you're like, yeah, this is nasty. Yeah, certain parts of Milwaukee Mm, and... uh, uh, was it Racine that we were at? That yeah, I think it may have just been the place we were at in Racine. Oh, I'm sure it was because we were at a boat dock and it was just I don't know dark, murky, black, dead fish floating everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it was not very pretty. The town of Racine was really pretty, but yeah, and then Chicago, the water was crystal blue. Yeah, well, it's really cool the way they have Chicago set up around it too because yeah. it's very <sighs> peacefulish. When you don't feel like you're in the giant city yeah. when you're along the coast? Okay, so we could probably rule out, like, it wasn't a weather balloon. Because the National Weather Service, I mean, that guy works for it. So mm-hmm. he would know about any weather balloons. We could probably rule out helicopters because of how fast they were traveling at times. Yeah. I um, said so there was a part where he said, um, watching it, he did math, quick math on it to figure how fast they were moving. They had to be moving at 72,000 miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. With how fast they were taking, like, moving. And there's no man-made ship that can move that fast. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the if the Earth is, what, 11,000 miles around, so that means it could have went around the Earth in, what, maybe 20 minutes? If it can go 72,000 miles an hour? Yeah. Wow. And just the way it was moving, it would just move super quick and then stop. I mean, and the fastest aircraft I know of was the spy planes that they were bringing out of Area 51 that could go around the entire world in like 11 hours. And they, they only went like 700 miles an hour, I think, at their top speed. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they move at that f- speed and you don't get sonic booms. Yeah. And there, there was no sound... Re- to any of these none of the witnesses noticed any sound and they kept saying about how it was so weird because how quiet it was yeah it was like eerily quiet yeah there was the lady who was watching it from her kitchen window and her horse was right underneath it mm-hmm. and it was like lighting it up horse didn't even recognize it was there and it was so bright it was like daylight yeah wow or she said it was like a full she thought it was a full moon yeah. It was so bright outside. Yeah, she said she thought it was a full moon, and then she realized there were six of them and was like, well, that's not a full moon. <laughs> six full moons. <laughs> I mean, uh, flares? Not that bright. It, it, yeah. So, I mean, and it doesn't explain the uh, how fast they were moving at times. Well, I mean, even the meteorologist said that, you know, it wasn't swamp gas because the radar doesn't pick up swamp gas at those yeah. levels. And he ruled out oh, that's about everything he could think of. Yeah. Yeah, because he was. He was using the sci- his scientific knowledge to figure out what weather anomaly could be causing it. Scientific knowledge. <laughs> and he was stumped and he was fascinated by it. Yeah. And like... 
I don't know. I'm stuck on the water thing. Because I just... What was the purpose of collecting the water? Collecting microbial life, maybe? Maybe. That is one of the largest freshwater sources. Mm-hmm. If not in our country, but maybe in the world. It is in the world, yeah. The Great Lakes. Um and then it's like, well, is this like a time travel type thing? Because we've talked about the time travel theory with UFOs. Is it the time travel theory where um, is there something like that in the future? Maybe something happens to the lakes and like they're trying they to need, see. They need the water or is yeah. there something in the water that causes something? Or And they're like coming to test it to see when it appears or like. Something like that? Because the water thing, that was closer towards Chicago, wasn't it? It was on the southern part it was of the in, lake. When it was over the center of the lake, yeah, in the southern part of the lake. But, I mean, the witness was on the land to the south, right? I believe so. The only thing is on the show, they really made it sound like they weren't too sure about that with the witnesses because they came in at the very end of the episode and was very a small part of it and they didn't talk about it otherwise. Yeah. But also, I mean, why would you be camping when it's along the lake when it's 20 degrees outside, which means the wind coming off the lake is going to make it negative teens. But there are, I know lots of people who, I mean, especially if you live up in those northern states, it's not that big of a deal. It'd be like going camping when it was like 40 here. Well, yeah, still not a lot of people do that. No. They could be homeless and they just say in camping instead of saying <laughs> I live in a tent by the lake. <laughs> you know. But I don't know, it's the fact that the lady from Mufon who was in charge of that uh incident really she brought it up but didn't seem isn't as I don't know, she didn't seem so enthralled by it. The part that gets me is it happened to be the time the witnesses claimed it and everything ties along exactly with when the meteorologist noticed it standing still over Lake Michigan. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's pretty significant. It's like the timelines, because it was about midnight, they said, when they, or just after midnight when they noticed it. And he said from like midnight to 2 a.m., it was still over mm-hmm. the lake. And he sat and watched it the whole time because his shift was 6 to 6, wasn't it? 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Something like that, yeah. He spent, I think he said, like six or seven hours watching it. Like, it was a long ordeal. Mm -hmm. And then the last two hours were it over Lake Michigan. And then it just slowly, one by one, disappeared. Just quick, just not even like seeing it move off the map, just gone. Gone, yeah. Wow. Maybe they need the water to do their uh, cooler engines to go through like the interdimensional travel, and mm-hmm. so they're p- over the lake, cooling off their engines. Maybe they need the water and then about in the, doing their jump. Abductees they keep on board. Well, what is it? Water and something make hydrogen. Well, that's what I said. Would could it be like a hydrogen powered? Yeah. spacecraft i forget what the other chemical like the the mre heater packs you add water to them because the mixture makes hydrogen well there's hydrogen which in then, water which oh. then heats but it makes like 
gas hydrogen. I mean, there's the hydrogen vehicles that we have, and it. I, I'm not a scientist. So. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've had any chemistry, <laughs> and I almost failed chemistry. So uh, I say I almost failed. I got a B in chemistry. It was almost <laughs> failing for me. <laughs> All high school chemistry was anyway. It was math. Well, and see, I did great at it until my final, and then. I bombed my final, which then brought my grade from an A to a B, and then I cried, and I begged for extra credit, and she said, you should have studied for um, the test. <laughs> magnesium and table salt mixed with water will make hydrogen. Okay. So, <coughs> uh, you might be onto something with that, where they're using it as a fuel. Yeah. And maybe where they come from, hydrogen is like the main source or something like that and then they have to create hydrogen here yeah i wonder if there's something in the lime deposits like hmm because we were noticing that with the ufo sightings on land it was usually near Near large large deposits lime lime deposits yeah yeah any of our smart uh, geology listeners? Well, chemistry, geology, whatever's. It would be geology if they knew about limestone being in Lake Michigan. But, but chemistry if they knew what the we've hydrogen. seen with the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. <laughs> the hamster's at least running in the same direction. <laughs> um. <laughs> um I've been, of course, like I've said a couple of times now, I've been listening to Whitley Strieber's books. And, like, he's got his theories. He's got the God theory, whereas UFOs or the visitors are actually, like, the ancient beings that, you know, were the gods, the fae, you know, all that, and they're just coming to us. But then he's got the... Yeah, ex- come to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the extraterrestrial <laughs> theory where they come from another planet. And sometimes they're like, hey, come over here and check this out. And you go to them. And the interdimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Or not the interdimensional, but the... um, Ultra dimensional. Ultra dimensional. Um, Quasi dimensional. The three dimensional. (laughs) The fifth dimensional. (laughs) The two dimensional. (laughs) A little paper thin stick figure. They they turn sideways, they just disappear. (laughs) Can't see them if they turn sideways. That's why so many people can't see, don't see them. Yeah. 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 Have to be the right angle. But then the time travel theory is also one of his theories. And I, I would say for me, the time travel theory is up there with one of the possibilities. Because of where a lot of UFOs are seen and when they're seen. But Lake Michigan has a lot of UFO activity. Unexplained aircraft issue. Er, I tried to look up any specific ones, but it just kept taking me to the 1994 one. It's definitely the most famous. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say two states and... Over 300 reported incidents, national or worldwide news coverage. Yeah. It definitely dwarfs all the others. Now we just should yeah, have... Crazy that. enough, you look it up online, you don't find much, but like a couple paragraphs and... Yeah. That's because yeah. the government's keeping it covered up. 
It wasn't until they re- started releasing stuff with Project Blue Book and stuff like that that the reports, the government reports even came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well, we've got the Navy that's releasing things now. So it's it's not as taboo. Unf- taboo. Not when it comes to the UFOs and stuff, honestly, the God Theory is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Just because, to me, just the way the ancient religions or ancient civilizations described the gods coming to them and stuff like that really sound like present-day yeah. UFO. I really can't wait into the Whitley Strieber stuff because... He points out a lot of things that I'm like, as he's po- talking about, it, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm saying North mythology leads a lot into the. Uh, Do you know what indigenous people are Norse gods, uh, around North. this area? Is it the Algonquian? Uh, who had the Wendigo? Yeah, I was just, that's what I was trying to think of. That's where the Wendigo's at. He's up in northern Michigan. Um, uh, the Iroquois. Probably Potawatomi, uh, probably Chippewa and the Fox, I'd say. Yeah. I just don't know specifically around Lake Michigan, because they were just all over the Great Lakes region. Yeah. And then upwards into Canada. Okay, the ones that would have probably been in this area where the sighting took place would be the Potawatomi, the Mascoutin, and Miami. 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 <laughs> We're Oklahomans. We pronounce it incorrectly. Because part of Indiana touches Lake Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Just one section before it gets to Illinois and Chicago and all that. We drove that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so we could say we'd been in Indiana and Michigan and then we turned around and came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the the Montauk natives on the Montauk Island that had the they had legend and lore about the portal mm-hmm. where the portal was in the future and stuff it's it'd be interesting to stuff. see if there's any Native American lore about that in mm-hmm. that area some type of a portal or some I'm sure that there's got to be some great legends about the lakes themselves yeah because that would have been a huge survival thing for yeah. the tribes um, the gods and the time travelers, for some reason, make more sense to me because I'm thinking, what alien species would be so fascinated with us? Because if they're coming to us, they're far more advanced than we are. Yeah. What it is? Well, it then it goes about- back to whether or not it's like the the belief in the alien, like space council, galactic council, or whatever, where they're trying to see if we're. If we're ready to join. Ready to join and learn the secrets of the universe and stuff like that. But that part doesn't ever seem... Um, Not that some of the... Way to say this. Doesn't seem logical. Not that any of these actually seem... Logical. Logical, but... Well, it's just one of those things. It's like people who are freaked about the government spying on them. What makes you feel like you're so important that the government cares damn about what you do? Well, obviously they do. Our phones just track whatever we say when they're not used. That's just the advertisers. That's not the government. The government could care less. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, they have um, Thunderbirds 
in their myths. So mm-hmm. that means they also have horned serpents that, you know, live in lakes and waters. Now, what's interesting is they have a underwater panther. And that's like a cross between a cougar and a dragon. And it lives in deep water and causes men and women to drown. It's like the Oklahoma Thunderpuss. And then they also have uh, merfolk in their legends. I'm just kind of glancing through. Yeah, I mean, I don't, other than it just being such a large freshwater source, what would be another reason why that area would be such a highly visited UFO area? And the water is the only thing I can personally think of. Unless aliens like cold, because Alaska has a lot of them too. Maybe aliens come from a nitrogen-based solar system or planet, and they like extreme colds. Possibly. Although they hang out in the southwest a lot for that. (laughs) 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 They're reptilian, so they have to raise their body temperature and lower their body temperatures. Thought I figured something out, but there is a very large limestone deposit, but it's along the northern half of, well, the southern half of the northern part of Michigan. So and, the boot? Yeah. And the very tip of the, the mitten. mitten. We have a lot of Michigan listeners. So of our Michigan listeners, how many of you have seen UFOs? I'm waiting for replies. Nobody's <laughs> replying. Why aren't you replying to me? <laughs> Amy, we're not live. Oh, Damn. Uh, makes me want to go see Lake Michigan again and see UFOs. But I have a feeling that there could be the most active UFO sightings happening, and as soon as I show up, they just disappear. (laughs) They're like, oh, Amy's here. She wants to see us too bad. We must leave. I mean, the Thunderbird really doesn't fit because they were soundless. Yes. But what if it wasn't a pillar of water out of the, sticking out of the water? What if it was a... One of these underwater panthers or the horned serpent What if that it was, was reaching up trying to grab the thing. And then they were stationary like, oh no, we got to help our boy. Help pull. It's like when they were trying to pick up Homer Simpson. You remember with the tractor beam mm-hmm. and it, the ship was struggling. So another one had to come along and help lift him. <laughs> what if it's dragons? Four. Against. There's green dragons and red dragons and gold yeah. dragons. There's water dragons and fire dragons and. But I think dragons would make noise. What if it's just dogmen that are piloting ships? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bozak humanoids just flying over, trying to find a cool place to party. They have to get water to hydrate after their long LSD trips. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like water elementals? What if it's like just mer- got mer- air mer- elementals and then converging and meeting with water elementals? The air elementals and the water elementals were having a, a disco. The sylphs and the nymphs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. At least according to um, Paracelsus. But people also did see a ship as well. Yeah, they saw like a chrome underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the witnesses couldn't see anything past the lights. Like, they were so bright, they couldn't see anything behind the lights. But a few of them did describe seeing a metal 
texture underneath it. Which could be dragon scales. Could be. And they're like, like, Bill, hold up. I dropped my contact lens. And then they got like flashlights out. (laughs) Looking around on the ground for it. (laughs) Maybe once every 30 years, the dragons come out to meet. <laughs> and hunt. So that was really just a penis coming out of the water, <coughs> and the water dragon trying to fuck this no. air dragon. No, they just pour oh. their semen into the lake, <laughs> and then it makes. Well, there'd water. be a saltwater lake, Amy. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm just saying, every 30 years, that would mean that in two years it's going to happen again. Yeah, we should plan a trip to Michigan. <laughs> Now, water spouts are definitely a thing. It's an intense, uh, like, vortex. Yeah, it's like a tornado. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely a thing. But it was a clear night. And so that would have, I would have been picked up on radar yeah. as that. Oh, okay. But, tw- but, but those don't really suck up water, though. They just... Oh, they suck up water. Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how you get your fish rains. Um, oh, and frog rains and... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. It came from the sky episode we did. (laughs) But that is kind of how tornadoes move. They merge. They separate. They jump. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly how tornadoes move. But you... They would think that the National Weather Service is checking this out. They would have spotted hay. Well, they would have seen wind changes and stuff like that. But they they were getting a solid... Uh, reflection on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And a large one, too, at that. Yeah. Just anything we can come up with that tries to explain this, just there's so many yeah, reasons that doesn't. Yeah, the guy was not any good at his job. And, <laughs> and he wasn't actually told to leave because of the UFO <laughs> thing. No. I think he, he'd been doing it for like 30 years. I think he had... It was, it was one of his early years into oh, it, yeah. Early, yeah, yeah. He just recently retired at, with like 30-some-odd yeah, years of that's ser- right. 40 years of service. But, but yeah, 1994 was a long time ago. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago. 28. Uh, yeah. Technically 29 right. and a half. Or, <laughs> no, yeah. But. But, yeah, like, I would think that even your basic meteorology student I mean, if he had made is going to understand yeah. He, he knows what, what a, a tornado vortex looks like. And according to him, he's been signature. learning and studying weather phenomena do, 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 uh, do. since he was like seven years old. Yeah. And ball lightning, even though they're just now kind of realizing it's actually a thing and they're studying it, it still doesn't last for more than a few minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, St. Elmo's fire used to happen out on the oceans with ships. But there really isn't any ships involved with this. At least there to none be that reported it. That is a good point. Why have? Why didn't any ships report? I mean, no, they might have. I mean, they had over three hundred. Yeah, there were over three hundred witnesses. I mean, you so. said the whole lake was frozen except the center. Yeah, but you still have barges and stuff that move, especially, oh, yeah. especially from Chicago over to Michigan. Oh yeah, they, they have like a, yeah. they have icebreaker ships that plow yeah. the way through. I mean, frozen water ain't gonna slow them down, but yeah, I just I didn't hear about any ship captains. Yeah, there was no, no mention of it in the episode. Yo ho ho! 
There's some lights off the port valve, media. <laughs> See, I will tell you, this is why I want to become a member of MUFON, though. It's simply to have access to these documents. Yeah. Well, I think she, the lady who became in charge of the uh, investigation for this incident, she herself has interviewed 70 different witnesses Damn. in person. And now, Bouchong, after he's... Uh, retired he has joined in to help um go over the research and studies to figure out what could what this could be all i have to say is that it doesn't matter what the government says about ufos and all that stuff there are enough sightings and enough credible witnesses that something is happening it doesn't have to be aliens but yeah why why does everybody trust the government when it comes to aliens don't exist but any other other fucking lies they tell us yeah (laughs) we don't believe any of that shit from them well it's just one of those things that if and and this is what we're hanging our hat on that they're being honest about (laughs) well especially in the 90s the 80s when people would start talking about UFOs, they were looked at like they were crazy. Yeah. And it's... I mean, even back into... I mean... I mean, they've been happening right on the regular since the 40s. But, yeah. And, and there's been some prior to that. But. but it was one of those things, when they first started happening, people were obsessed with it. Nobody thought it was crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the government started denying it. And then it was like, all of a sudden, the people were like, oh, that can't be real. The government says it was an air balloon. Yeah, Yeah, then they also said that whoever attacked us in that one bay that got us into Vietnam, we all found out that was a fucking lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fact that the only reason I think we released any documents over the UFO was COVID was happening. And they're like, uh, uh, uh. Hey, there's aliens. <laughs> Does your mind off of it? Does your mind off of it? Nobody cared. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. It's yeah. like, They're like, oh, this is the perfect time. Like, nobody cared, so they could say it, and they knew nobody would care. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Project Blue Book ended in 1969, wasn't it? Or was it 74? If it ended. Well. <laughs> there you go, it. trusting the government that it ended. <laughs> I think it was 74. It just got renamed. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's... Yeah, the Space Force. Uh, Space Force! Actually, they have a whole name for it now that's part of Space Force. Space Force! Air, I identified Aerial Phenomenon Tactic Group or something like that. Where the UAPTTTs. It's fun stuff, though. Yeah. Completely unexplained. This is one alien case that it didn't make me anxious. Yeah. Didn't scare me. I guess cause for me, there's so many witnesses, but still not enough information or like video evidence that make makes me go, oh, what was that? Like, it's a very in- like intriguing story, and I wish there was more information on it. I think the reason it didn't make me anxious or scary is because there were 300 witnesses and not one probing story. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least not the, not the witnesses are willing to talk about. Well, like, for me, seeing something in the sky is not... I mean, I don't know firsthand if I was in that situation how scary it would be, but... We also live by a 
Military airport. We live by an airport. We live by an airport. International airport. (laughs) Airbase. An airbase and a national weather service. So we got weather balloons and strange aircraft flying over all the time. Now, Now, what if we break this down to where it's not all the same thing? What if, like, the lights they saw were different from the lights that were on radar that was different from the thing over the ocean? Can they, each of the things be explained individually? And they were all, all the descriptions were the same. It was, like, bright, a large bright light, or I guess technically three to four large bright lights. But they even had, like, the red and green flicker of, like, an aircraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they originally thought it was a plane or something, but that's when Bushong did the math to figure out how fast it was moving. And nothing human-made can move that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Or that, I mean, even today, nothing that we know that of. That we know of yeah. can move that fast. But. The human body could not move that fast. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there couldn't be some type of drone or something like, like that. Yeah. I don't know how how radar works, but I know like those radar guns. You can have those on and like wave your hand in front of it real fast, and it'll say like three hundred miles an hour. I don't know if that works for like. Yeah, I mean, it's putting out a signal, and it's just it's re- just yeah. in the echo. He's not reading. He wasn't reading how fast from like the mech, like the echo of it coming back. It would be from how fast it would get registered from one point to, to the next point. point. Oh, that yeah. Makes and sense. he it would travel. You know, I think it would travel twenty some odd miles in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. And he was then did calculations exactly how I don't remember how exactly how far it was that it moved in a short amount but, of time, but but that's also assuming <clears throat> it's the same thing. Like he was also saying these things were lifting and falling, so maybe there's two of them and one's lifted up and it falls at the same time another one lifts up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's catching yeah. one on radar. It falls below the radar while another one comes up on the radar 30 miles away. And you got two different objects that are just raising and lowering and yeah. messing with it. I mean, is that possible? And it's not actually moving? It's just an illusion? I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, I would think but I would that th- he would look into stuff like that. But once again, I mean, he's just like watching on radar. But you're, look- yeah. you're, but- you're not talking about like air traffic radar? You're talking a meteorological radar. So yeah. it reads ground level and upper atmosphere. Okay. So unlike like an airplane radar that would look up would, certain can, can yeah. miss things that fly below or above it. Okay. This kind of That's how they work now. How they worked in ninety four, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's how he explained it drop they would drop from like six thousand or Climb from six thousand feet to like fifteen thousand feet, and then back yeah. down to seven thousand feet, then back up to twelve thousand. And mm-hmm. yeah, he said they were bounding up and down like yeah. that. So. Like I said, they were like playing leapfrog. It's kind of yeah. how when yeah. he was describing it, how I pictured it happening was like they're just like jumping over each other. Yeah, maybe UFOs like to play a leapfrog. I don't. Know. Yeah. What we don't know is actually just one really large ship. And that was it. Was just rolling, (laughs) (laughs) just the pattern of the sparks that were getting recognized on radar. (laughs) Yeah, like this is a like a really large ship and like a giant mothership. Yeah, and this is just like appendages of it. Yeah, like satellites or something hanging off of it. It just happened to have reflection. 
that are pulled. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think if aliens were able to space travel, their ships probably aren't going to register. I would think with our technology, I would think it'd be so yeah. far advanced that we wouldn't recognize it. But well, he made a point of saying that it was almost like they wanted to be seen with the way that they moved and the way that they did things. And yeah, I feel like UFOs can cloak yeah. if they've got that kind of enough technology. We've got we've got the invisibility technology now. Yeah, yeah, like radar and like, even somewhat to sight as well. Yeah. yeah, so you would think that these things would be able to be seen or unseen whenever they wanted. So I feel like in a lot of these mass sightings, they want you to see them. So what is the purpose of them wanting to see you? Yeah, I don't know. Or wanting you to see them. I don't even know how they would know what technology we were using. And if they knew what technology we were using, why don't they like tap into our internet? Or like our phone lines, or I bet they do our cable, <laughs> and send messages. It's actually not Facebook listening to us. It's the extraterrestrials, and they're they're the oh. ones in charge of the algorithm. Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no! Or what if it was like Glurk's first day, and he accidentally hit the retract uncloak button, uncloak button. <laughs> and they're flying around for like six hours, not realizing that Glurk hit the button, and they're like. Shit, they've been able to see us this whole time. And you left the headlights on. God damn it. Shit, go, 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 go. You're getting court-martialed for this. You're going to have to go in front of the galactic command of Stardon and Glurk. Space Force. Glurk, you hereby have been sentenced to life on Earth. No! Where you will live out your days as a cryptid. <laughs> We have solved all <laughs> mysteries. Earth is just a prison for aliens. Makes I, sense, right? I love that on Monsters, Inc. when they were like, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and the, and the Yeti, what do they all have in common? They were banished from the monster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it all makes sense now. <laughs> Nessie was just glurk. <laughs> yes, I see it. That's what I noticed. Is that damn Loch Ness monster? <laughs> One three fifty, three fifty. <laughs> so you say you you mentioned something about the space force and space force and the galactic <laughs> thing. What if we have been invited? And that's why we are starting a space force. All our space forces, NASA just renamed. Just yeah. to sound cooler. <laughs> yeah. Because Donald Trump watched too many sci-fi movies. Because Donald Trump wants us to become part of the Galactic Federation. He wants to take over the Galactic Federation. I'm going to be the first Earthling to be president of the Galactic... Em <laughs> the Galactic Federation. The Galactic Empire. Trust Mr. Klingon, you're fired. I'm going to build a wall. To separate Earth <laughs> from the rest of the solar system. <laughs> It'll be easy, too. Because it's flat. I'm going to make them pay for it. I'm going to make Mars pay for it. <laughs> we don't want no stinking Martians. They're stealing our jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. They're all rapists and murderers. <laughs> well, I have been reading Whitney Schreiber. 
Might not be far off on that one. <laughs> I'm in the new probe. Mm. The Martians have a wonderful and rich culture. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Martian, we appreciate Please you. Please do not cancel us. Well, Martians, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks for all the support. And thanks so for long all the fish. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I said that the other day, and someone just looked at me like, what? And I was like, they never read Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. <laughs> Anybody, anytime I hear somebody say so long, I always reply back with, and thanks for, for all, all the fish. fish. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, they just gave me this like dead stare like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, hmm. Someone never read the book or seen the movie. movie i understand not seeing the movie i've seen the movie but i haven't read the book oh the books are so good i read the whole trilogy maybe and i know amy can I under- get with my uh, audible and i know amy can understand someone not seeing the movie yeah. <laughs> 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 yes yes that kind of makes me want to go watch the movie i'll see if it's on netflix or something tonight you know i like the movie it's kind of slow at points so I can see how the book the, would be a lot better. Got, the book's but the book's got slow parts too. But the fact that I read it as a kid and it kept me entertained for three books is very unusual. I got twelve Audible credits and I only need two more Whitney Strieber books. God, I wish you could send me some of those. So credits. So I totally could download it. <laughs> Galactic credits, you say? Galactic credits. <laughs> well, it's because I, I was holding them because I was like, well, what do I want to read? And I was like, I can't decide on what to read. See, I couldn't afford to pay for Audible to collect those. So. Well, now I think your credits are only good for 30 days after you cancel. You collected credits are no good here. Yeah. <laughs> only money. Only money. Which makes no sense because if I paid for them, I've paid for them, right? Yeah. I don't know. You want books? I'll get you books. <laughs> <laughs> Over Amy's head. She doesn't understand what it's coming from. Only money. <laughs> it's coming from Star Wars Phantom Menace. Oh, holy shit, she even knew which one. Oh, yeah, she's seen the Star Wars. Well, I figured, but I didn't know she would collect, get the... <laughs> yeah, it's what the guy that Anakin works for. The only people who haven't seen the Star Wars are the people that lived the Star Wars. <laughs> I was listening to page seven, and they were talking about how how epic would it be if, if uh, in The Mandalorian, you know, they did the baby Yoda, what if they did the baby Jar Jar? <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no so it was like yes right now they're sitting there going how can we completely destroy the mandalorian we know baby jar jar misa don't think that's a good idea misa got a booby diaper misa want my binky jar jar beans want binky misa wants some boobies jar jar went boom boom yes i have seen all but the last. We just want George Lucas to come out two. and make one movie, just the way he wanted wanted to do originally, and show us Jar Jar as a Sith Lord. Oh. He's never come out a hundred percent and say it had. That's what the plan was. But every time someone posts something like that on Twitter or something like that, he responds, "Well, if the fans will let me do what I want to do, you would have liked where it went." But too many people hated Jar Jar, so I loved him. They had he dropped it for. Mm. He was one of my favorites. Mia thinks the dark side is more powerful. 
I don't know if he was one of my favorites because he reminded me so much of our Doberman. Yeah. Or it, what, but uh, he was one of my favorite characters in those movies. There's a whole other YouTube video that's hilarious. It's, I mean, it's probably 30 minutes long, and it just points out all the moments in Phantom Menace where Jar Jar does like has like force powers and no one, it just goes over and no one even knows, like bats an eye at it. And then he has the same color eyes as every Sith Lord. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe, the bright yellow and red eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Interesting. And he knows the Force, yet he the is not force. a Jedi. Well, before they got into the Mitochlorians and stuff, <laughs> the actual Force it was within everybody. It just wasn't awakened in everybody. Yeah. It was more like, uh, like in martial arts. Like key or chi, you know, has to be awakened and channeled, and or that's kind of where George Lucas's inspiration came from. Mostly like kung fu films and Eastern martial arts and philosophy and things. Yeah, maybe one day we'll get a Jar Jar Disney Plus series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Willow series. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> I want to know how well, on off point course. George Lucas is with the alien creatures. Because you know how like sci-fi movies tend to have something that's pretty spot on with reality yeah. before it's been created. Yeah, and te- technology they definitely do. But does that just inspire? I don't know. Would it inspire nature to create George Lucas put ETs in Star Wars? He did, yeah, yeah. There's a whole, like, when they were doing the the council, council, there's a whole pot of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, of course. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Is there any xenomorphs? (laughs) (laughs) The predators. (laughs) Well, like, our dog is obsessed with pizza. But she doesn't like to eat pizza. She just likes like to, to stare, stare at, it. at it. And I made a comment to our daughter about Pizza the Hut. How she used she, <laughs> must, she, she must have gotten like arrested or gotten captured by Pizza the Hut. And so she's waiting for the pizza to come back. And our daughter just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, okay, we might have to watch Spaceballs just so you can understand <laughs> my <laughs> reference to the pizza. <laughs> I don't know if she'd like Spaceballs. She doesn't really like Star Wars either. No, she doesn't. She was into it for a little while, but... Yeah. Until she saw the prequels. <laughs> what was it she called? Uh, Chewbacca. She's like, oh, the Bigfoot guy? <laughs> <laughs> the Bigfoot guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Bear. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea, Bigfoot. Yeah. Maybe that's what... Maybe Bigfoot is actually... A Wookiee. A Wookiee. I guess you'll find out if you visit the Wookiee Hole Cave. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you go get down, down on your knee. On one knee. He doesn't need Going on down in the Wookiee Hole Cave. So. So. Aliens? Not likely. Spacecraft? Possibly. Aircraft? Yeah, it was in the air. United States? Canada, Russia. I don't think it's Canada. 
I mean, they have an Air Force, but it's more like an Air Suggest. <laughs> well, Canadian listeners. <laughs> I love y'all. Another how we're pushing the Martians away. <laughs> we're pushing the Canadians away. We're going to be attacked by the Canadian Martians next week. Um, huh, that's what they... <laughs> Never mind. We, we, we didn't. You tend to insult the Canadians almost every time we talk about them. I I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it's all in good fun. No, but the... Um, but the Great nice. Lakes. I was I was looking at this, and the St. Lawrence River. I think it is right. Goes all the way to the St. Lawrence Bay, and inside the St. Lawrence Bay, this is right outside of New Brunswick, and that's where Oak Island is. Aliens. And according to legend, <laughs> could it be aliens or the Rosicrucians? But I I didn't know the Great Lakes connected. To the ocean like that. I mean, yeah, they're going to connect through rivers and such. Yeah. And search. And search. Because I just thought they connected with each other and then they'd have to go from freight from there. No. They I didn't realize it went all the way to the ocean. Yeah, they flow out to the ocean. That's very cool. As does the Mississippi. Yeah. Flows out to the ocean. But, but the, the Mississippi flows, doesn't meet up with the Great Lakes. The Nile flows out. It just flows a weird direction. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mississippi River doesn't run into the Great Lakes. It actually curves off right mm-hmm. at the last point. Yep. I had to tell you that. It makes the yeah. point, the tip of Mimble's hat. I always thought it connected, and that was the reason it <laughs> flowed the way it did. I had to bring in fourth grade geography to explain it to him. Like, yeah. you know, there's Mimmel, and it's his hat. See, it goes and it curves and it makes a point on his hat. He's like, oh, okay. Because I always thought that's why uh, Wisconsin had the, the border line it does, because it's very like most of those river border states where it's all wavy, kind of like the bottom of Oklahoma is separated by the Red River, and that's why it's a wavy border instead of just a straight line. Yeah. And Wisconsin's the same way. I was very confused, and I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. Yes, I, I understand. Yeah. Like, at the wavy border, like... <laughs> Yeah. Everybody just stands on the border and waves. No. <laughs> yes. We, we Come on in. We got plenty of room. Yeah, because all our other borders are flat. But on the south, because it's the Red River divides us. Yeah. It's like the Virginia borders are all wavy because of the rivers. Speaking of. Them. What? Virginia? Virginians need to stop shooting each other. What? Because I don't want to live in Virginia anymore, Chad. Yeah. What's going on in Virginia? There's been two shootings in like a week. Oh, no. Now, they were all like closed. Like, there was the one at Walmart, and it was the employee who shot other employees. And then there was the football player who shot other football players. Yeah. Jeez. But... Damn it! I w- Virginia would look like the only safe place to go, and now y'all are scaring me. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then there was the shooting in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. At um, I don't remember the name of the club. Club Q. Club Q. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on that one. That one's got me all pissed off. So and that that one was motivated by hate. But he was non-binary. Who? The, the domestic terrorist. Oh, so I haven't heard anything about him. Yep. 
He had legally changed his... I don't know what his pronouns are, but he's a terrorist. doesn't matter. Uh, I'm say it's just not talk about him because yeah. that's all they yeah. ever want. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he should just be called domestic terrorist from there on out. All the shooters should just be straight up domestic terrorists. Yeah. Um, anyway. I agree. And the ones that come from the sky should be alien terrorists. Alien terrorists. So they can't be Martian terrorists because that means they're from Marsha. Marsha. They're from Marsha. They're from Mars. They're from Mars. And we can't think everyone from Mars is a terrorist. Marsha, Marsha. Marsha. Marsha got around. <laughs> she got all the way to Mars. And populated the entire planet. <laughs> Because if they're Martians, they all came from Marsha. It does. That, that is a good point. You know, is is Venus jealous about like all the Mars programs we've been doing? Yeah. Like, why so always Mars, Mars, Mars. Why can't I get a program? Why won't you send some robots to roof around on my soil? Because your atmosphere crushes everything we can create. We think so far. We that's think what, that's what the Russians said. But they lie sometimes. Well, Russians, nah, screw you. <laughs> That's not true. No, the people of Russia. Are <laughs> not all Russians are Putin. No. Um, <laughs> well, they all poot. <laughs> Everybody. We. Poots. Um, I mean, our space programs have been working together for decades. Yeah. No. Um, and they've had their focus on Venus while we had our focus on Mars. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if really all space programs got together. Okay, you've got Jupiter, you've got Venus, and someone's like, eh. you got Pluto, and they're like, yeah, and then we took it out there. Like, now Pluto's <laughs> not a planet. Well, but, what but, what but do I do? <laughs> that must have been Canada. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to fit it back in and then take it away again. I don't know. Oh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it, eh? <laughs> Canadian. You got like the credits of nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we made this episode stretch to fit our timelines. So. We did. We all did research this week. Yeah. Just sadly, there wasn't enough of it. Yes. We've been doing that a lot here lately. But, uh,. I don't know. Our listenership hasn't gone down, so <laughs> they must love hearing us talk about stuff. Well, just two episodes. But we have entered the Yuletide season. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. All the money you have to spend. You gotta buy a tree and decorate it, please. Am I watching you two slowly become the Grinch? Oh, I've been a Grinch since I was a kid. Christmas has always been one of my least favorite holidays. I love Christmas. I love gift giving. It's one of my love languages, so it's... I Actually, like gift giving too, but I don't like the fact that it's been so commercialized that you can't afford to buy gifts for anybody. Yes. Um, I, I do, I do, I, I do. Yeah, I don't like that either. Where it's like the Black Friday sale, where the 
like the TV is like four ninety nine, and then it's four ninety nine, and then on Black Friday it's marked down from six ninety nine to four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somebody pointed this out to me a couple days ago. It is very interesting in the duality of humanity how on Thursday is the day of gratitude and thanksgiving, and the next day people are punching old women in the face to buy televisions. Yeah. <laughs> or you could look at it as on Thursday, it's the day of gluttony. Oh. And on Friday, it's the day of envy. <gasps> and we have rid- we have entered the am seven I, deadly sin stage. Am I watching you slowly becoming a Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> and a Grinch. Praise be to God. And also to Whoa. <laughs> Um and also to Shiva. <laughs> I and the Morgan. I like the ideas behind Christmas, like behind Yule, and like I like the like, ideas for children. Yeah, around Christmas, the innocence of Christmas to some you know, the younger generations. Speaking of, I probably should take out the elves. Yes. Oh, um, and, but, but I, I have kept the elves up. I have made it. Three two days past Thanksgiving. Usually they come out on Thanksgiving. But damn it, I just need a few more days of not having to remember to hide the damn fucking elves. Honestly, you probably wouldn't even remember <laughs> if you didn't put it up. Why are we whispering? I don't know. I don't know. He's not in here, is he? Oh, but um, one of, probably one of my favorite winter holidays is Saturnalia. Because that really does speak to like the duality of humanity. Because it's like, the way the Romans celebrated, it was like opposite week. Like the poor, because there were two classes, there were rich and poor, and the poor would spend the whole week acting like they were rich, and the rich would spend the whole week acting like they were poor. It's absolutely fascinating, the ceremonies. and So yeah, I'm with you. Some of the winter ceremonies are go back the furthest in time. There's parts I like about it, but I don't like Christmas itself as a holiday anymore. Mm-hmm. When it literally just became so expensive to be able to do anything, yeah. it just lost any fun. Yeah. Well, everybody I know is getting, well, like the extended family and stuff are getting homemade gifts this year. Simply because it's just, it. it's too expensive to live right now. Like, yeah. I, yeah. there was a meme I saw and it's like, you know, why are... Black Friday. Why why don't grocery sell or grocery stores participate in Black Friday? <laughs> I don't need forty percent off a TV, but half price eggs and a four dollar or a two dollar gallon of milk. I'll be there at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's because you won't notice. It's just like I said earlier. And Black had, Friday, they just raise the prices then yeah. to lower them in specials for Black yeah. Friday. Yeah. People would I worked it. retail. I'd know how it worked. Yeah. People would notice it if they were buying eggs for $4 a carton, and then all of a sudden they were marked down from $6 a carton, and they were 4 Yeah. <laughs> you know? Something you're buying every day or every, every week. week yeah. People would notice that shit and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> True. Well, yeah, I mean, just a few weeks ago, I was at Walmart, and there was a 65-inch TV for like three fifty nine. And I was like, "Oh, that's a really good deal." Same fucking TV is on Black Friday for four hundred. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive than it was a month and ago. I say when I worked for the one of the retail chains, I worked. They're not around anymore. When I worked for Sears, <laughs> <laughs> I was in charge of low, like 
unloading all the merchandise off the trucks and stuff and getting it set up and stuff. And when we started getting mattresses, I had to go through the uh, delivery log and make sure we had each one and everything. So I got to see what we paid for it, what it's going, like what the MSRP is on it, and then what we're selling it for. And uh, it's like, yeah. hmm, this same one that we have on sale right now is we paid uh, like $120 for MSRP is like $1,300. It's on sale right now, 40% off for $2,700. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they like to get us with a good deal. But but real good deal shoppers see that shit. Yeah. You, I always plan on trying to buy Christmas <laughs> stuff throughout the year, which I, ha- I did do some this I've year. I have year. a couple things in... A drawer at home for Christmas, but yeah. didn't get as much done as I wanted to. Well, but. with having a child whose birthday is so close to Christmas, it's a lot of money to fork out. Yeah, real close together. So I started stocking up for him back in July. Yeah, and I've just slowly been acquiring it and sticking it underneath my desk at work. And once and again, we're just way. That's all right. But yeah. But anyway, like I was saying. We're into the Yuletide season. And if you're listening to this, uh, I don't know, months from now, we're definitely off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope you you had a good one. (laughs) But anyway, with Yuletide season coming around, we've got to think of some fun Yuletide episodes. But we will definitely do Christmas ghost stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to do that. You got to tell the Christmas ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, queen. Oh. But our ghost stories will come out Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Because Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. And we release on a Thursday. Yay. But think that will do it for this week's episode be sure to like us follow us and all that fun stuff on facebook instagram and discord you can find us all at unp normalcy or unearthing paranormalcy also don't forget to check the links in the description of the show for my etsy page sweet magic by amy and for the promo code for the or i use promo code paranormalcy at checkout for free shipping also, we'll have the description to join Raven's, Raven's Last, Last Oath. And also, we will have the link for Parabox Monthly. And use promo code Paranormalcy at checkout there to get 10% off your first order. I am wearing my Dulce base talking about aliens. Or my Dulce New Mexico shirt. That's one we need to talk about. That one that could be a multi-parter. That is wild. But I think that is it for tonight. So until next time. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. How do I say it? Keep Keep digging. digging. Keep digging. That's how I do it. The last one. Go with the last one. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com.